0: Members of the PHFFL, Commissioner Conlin, on a Saturday edition of a wildcard weekend edition of the Race of Three podcast. Coming at you on a Saturday. This week, got away from me a little bit. Thursday night, wasn't able to record, so here we are. We're going to do a Saturday episode to cover everything you guys need to know about the greatest fantasy football league known to man, the powerhouse fantasy football league. Uh, It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon right now, or the time of season where there's bowl games on, baby. Right now we've got BYU versus UAB on the boob tube, compete in a bowl pool. I know Malk Daddy competes in the bowl pool. I don't know if anyone else in this league competes in it or not, but both Malk Daddy and myself, well, we have some confidence points on BYU to win this, to cover the seven and a half points right now. It's not looking too promising. They're down 14, zero, but they're driving. So that's what we're going to do that. We're going to cheer. We're going to cheer on BYU. I mean, with that, it's also getting the time of year where we're getting pretty close to holiday season this time next week, the old big man with the beard. He'll delivered everyone the gifts. Hopefully he'll deliver some of you guys a fantasy win, a fancy playoff win for you in the losers bracket. One step closer. To the toilet bowl. But with that, let's go ahead and practice some tradition. And since we're close to the holiday season, it's cracked cold one time. But we're going to do it a little bit different today. I'm Trying to get on to the eggnog train. So myself, Tommy B., Daniel, we were up this last weekend. We were in Wisconsin. Went to the Bears, Packers Sunday night football game. Hell of a good time. A lot of fun. Stayed up in a camper up there. And we decided, you know what, we're going to get some bourbon. Some cheap bourbon, get ourselves some Jim Beam, and we're going to get some eggnog to mix it up with. We gave that a try late. I want to say that was late Saturday night in the camper. Um, wasn't the best thing that I ever tried. Wasn't the best thing anybody ever tried. But we're going to give it another go here. So I'm going to go ahead and mix myself up some Spiked Nog. Let me get my – I'm going to go with Buffalo Trace here. A nice, for those of you who don't know, a nice cheap bourbon. It's um, still good. We'll get that in there. Got the bourbon in there. I don't know. We probably got shot, shot and a half in there. Two shots maybe. I don't really know. We're going to mix up the nog. We just got some classic eggnog from Anderson Erickson. A little AE eggnog quality you can taste. There's a free plug for you. A and E. Go ahead dump this in here boy, she's coming out pretty chunky. All right, that's all right. Get A little bit more in there. It comes out looking like paint pretty much. That's what we're gonna do, give it a nice stir. Just what everyone wants to hear, me mixing up my eggnog, giving it a real good stir here. And I think this was the missing ingredient, boys. I was reading online, a little nutmeg, a little nutmeg seasoning, so I brought down Lice nutmeg from the old seasoning cabinet, ground nutmeg. Let's smell nutmeg. I guess it smells like nutmeg. Go ahead. We'll put a little dashing of this on top. Nothing else. Visually, very visually appealing now. Let's go ahead. Wet the whistles here. Round two with the Nog. Oh, yeah. Not bad tastes like the holidays warming up to it warming up the eggnog you guys all should too let's get this eggnog in the fridge here i don't like this dairy products probably too good left out when i ramble here for the next hour get that in the mini fridge yeah i guess that's enough of that hope you guys are pouring yourself a christmas cocktail or cracking a cold one as you're tuning in here i mean i don't know if i have any other disclaimers other than it's here it's playoff time baby this is what all the hard work The accumulation of everyone's hard work has led up to this point. There has now been a line drawn in the sand. Who's in the winner's bracket? Who is getting money coming their way? Who has a chance to add a title to the belt, a notch to their belt, and go and take a step forward to the race of three and win this whole thing, try to bring home a trophy, try to bring home the $250 pot, for those of you that came up short this past weekend and came up short this whole year, hey, the loser's bracket, there's a lot along the line there too. So the winner of that loser's bracket will bring home the first overall pick in the 2022 FFL rookie draft. So don't rest. Don't just give up yet. Yeah, push, push, push. If you're in that loser's bracket, try to improve your situation by getting that first overall pick. With that, I'm not going to go through. The splits yet. We'll do that after we get through the rewind. Right now, let's go ahead and look at transaction corner. So I'll boogie over here to the recent activity. Not sure what all transact here. Um, looks like there was a few things we'll go through here. Um, first one, old, old Jakob. He picked up some Justin Jackson. Was just getting a little handcuffed before that Thursday night game in case his boy Austin Eckler wasn't able to go. Was a solid move. Looked like, you know, I watched a decent amount of the game. I didn't realize that Justin Jackson really had gotten that much work. at 13 carries for 86 yards, 6.6 yards pop. Not bad. Good there to have as a handcuff as you try to work your way through the loser's bracket. Mount Daddy we will get to Austin Walter late, late later. He saw enough. Activated with an injury. Went out, cut his ass. Picked up Rojo, Ronald Jones the second, the running back of my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ronald Jones, really at this point for Ronald Jones to be relevant. Playoff Lenny, ever since last playoffs, turning to Lombardi Lenny. Now he's just regular season all the time, Lenny. He just keeps going, going, going. Rojo's really going to need something. Knock on wood. Let's hope that don't happen tomorrow night against Quinn Saints. He's going to need something to happen in the playoff Lenny for Rojo to come relevant here, but not a bad person to pick up just in case that were to happen. Keep cruising through here. Looks like we're just adding, adding darts to the old halfback room there. Go out and get yourself a little Rex Burkhead as well. Keep going. Marvin Jones Jr. This is, this is pretty much the Malk Daddy Transaction Thursday Transaction Corner section. So going through this, he then went out and picked himself up. Marvin Jones Jr., wide receiver of Jacksonville. Maybe now with Urban Meyer, just the pathetic performance, coaching performance that Urban Meyer put on display there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Maybe now Trevor Lawrence will ball a little bit more. Maybe Marvin Jones Jr. can be a benefactor of that. And then, you know, it was a short stay for Rex Burkhead on the squad. Not even a full hour. 59 minutes was all he made it on the centers like me. He got a little taste, little taste. What was it was like to be in the Patriots playoffs. And Mike Day said, nope, that's enough of you. I'm cutting your ass. I'm going. I'm going to go get my old flame, the old flame, always burning, yearning in your heart. David Johnson running back now for the Houston Texans. Keep going through here. Dirty Van Super Punters. They had some ad drops to look like. Ultimately, they made a tight end change here where they got themselves Jack Doyle and then added the Minnesota Vikings D. And then last and not least, Nate, the great Nathan Pierce himself went out and picked up Janu Smith, the tight end there for the new England Patriots dropping Darnell Parham jr. He had seen enough of them. He's hoping at this point, Janu Smith who is a talented tight end can at some point start getting some work, taking work and taking the rollover for Hunter Henry. That's also there in new England. Both those guys required this off season. Thus far, it's been more or less the Hunter Henry show from the tight end room. That's it. That's that. That is your wild card weekend transaction corner. Let me pause here. Let's wet the whistle here again with a little Nog. Lay off my Nog, man. Oh, yeah. That's that. You know, I got to encourage you. If you haven't had spiked egg Nog, you just got to go out, do it, stick in the flames with it. You know, when you first try it, you might be like, man. This nog ain't that good. Just stick in the flames. Quiet taste. She'll warm up to you. We got BYU on the one yard line. Gee, oh, did he stretch it over? Did he stretch it over? No, he did. Oh, yeah, they're marking a touchdown. There we go. That's what we like to see. They're within seven now. Let's go. BYU. A soon. Proud member in addition of Big 12 Football. Gotta love to see it. But with that, no more. No more gagging Let's get into it. Let's get into the meat of tonight's show. And as always, the meat of tonight's show is brought to you by none other than the premier Northwest, North Central Iowa, Central Iowa, Amateur Barbecue Circuit Team, T&T Barbecue. What are we preparing for you guys this week? I tell you what. When we were in Lambeau Field, my smoking mate, my barbecue partner, Tommy B himself, he had brought his Blackstone up there and he whipped us up a tailgate breakfast that was to die for on that Blackstone. You know what? I'm gonna pause here, tell a little bit of a story. Lambeau Field. So the game, what was it? 720 it was Sunday night football. 720 kickoff, I believe. Us, you know, we were spry. Or we were up and at it early Saturday morning. We were all on our camper having fun, Um, the old old Packer fans, Tommy, Duke, his two brothers, they are all throwing on their Packer gear. They're all getting excited. Old Dan, you know, he wakes up and he's saying, hey, the Bears, they're going to do it. It's Bear Down, baby. He brought me a Jay Cuddy jersey. I threw on that Jay Cuddy jersey early in the morning. We just start slinging that pigskin around. We start playing some catch, getting the blood going. It's like, all right, it's time to go. It's early morning. It's time to go do some tailgating, get some gating going all load up in Tommy's vehicle pretty much forgot everything that we were supposed to bring with us to the tailgate lot. That's all right. We we won't get into that, but we did have the Blackstone. We did have our beers and we did have our food. So that was a plus we get going. We get down to Lambeau field looking for anywhere to tailgate. You know, we just keep going. Every lot's empty, empty everywhere we go. We drive up. Hey, can we tailgate here? Well, you can park here, but no grilling, no beers. Well, what the hell? Actually, it was more like, no, you know, you can tailgate here, but uh, no beers and no grilling right here, man. Uh, And, you know, that's how they sound up there in Wisconsin. They get going with their thick accents. Uh, So we're driving around just trying to find where we can go. Finally, a gentleman let us know, hey, down at that Ace Hardware store for about 30 bucks, you can go park in that parking lot and you can drink all the beers you want. You can grill all the meat you want and you can have yourself a Gay old time. So we head down to this ace. We get in there, and man, Tommy throws out that black stone. We start whipping up some morning screwdrivers. And then Tommy he started putting on a clinic, made just made the TNT team name so proud that day. Gets the eggs going on there, gets some sausage going on there, gets some bacon going on there, get some butter down there, get some English muffins, is what he put down there hash browns had those freaking going and start slapping some american cheese getting this all cooked up on this blackstone profession like a professional to perfection put it all on so we had a bottom bun english muffin with some butter on it slap on some hash browns on that that were crisp perfection had some butter put in on those hash browns dropped the egg on there cooked anywhere from over easy to over medium which was perfect Got the American cheese nice and melted on that egg. Then you had your choice. You could do a combo. You want a little bacon? Want a little sausage? Both just cooked up perfection. Put them on there. Put one more top bun of an English muffin on there. Slap that on a plate. And, oh, man, I tell you what, that was a TNT and breakfast sandwich and a half. I really filled the old bellies. That way we could soak everything up that we were going to be consuming that afternoon, up through the evening, up through the game. And that is what we're gonna bring you tonight on, I guess I should say this afternoon, on the Race of Three podcast, is a TT breakfast sandwich, English muffin, hash browns, egg, cheese, bacon sausage. Just perfect. That ain't no RGQ breakfast sandwich. That ain't no all meat matters breakfast sandwich. That is a TT barbecue breakfast sandwich. Our meat is dynamite. Man, I, Tommy, I wish you wish you were here this weekend. You could whip me up another one of those things. I think all the guys would just, you know, they would give it a tip of the hat. They'd give it a plus one. If there was a Yelp review. It'd be five stars. Wet the whistle here with some nog. So with that, what do we have for the meat of this afternoon show? You guys know. You're longtime listeners. You know exactly. You could all sit right here in this spot. You could spell it out for me. We're going to do the rewind. We'll look back. We'll pause, we'll take a look at the standings, we'll carve out, hey, who made the playoffs, who didn't, who's in the money, who's in the outside looking in, who's going after the first overall pick. Break it all down for you, and then it will be time to do the look ahead in the wildcard weekend. Two teams are essentially, or I guess I should say four teams are essentially on by this week. Two in the winner's bracket, two in the loser's bracket. So we'll just cover four games, but we'll bring it all down to you. So let's go ahead, jump into it, and get into Rewind like chicken soup when you're ill when you're looking for a win all you need is somebody call a doctor and that's just what the boys of fall did camara and dalvin cook back healthy was more than harv could handle as the duo combines for 60 boys of all cruise to the one seed winning 147 to 88 perkser i barely know her died on the hilliard Getting 1.3 points from Dontrell Hilliard and an ugly 3.3 points from some guy named Donald at tight end, the OBJYN took advantage with nice outings from Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Jones, winning 132-96. to Jameis Winston Revenge Tour was confident they could whip Hungry Horny and Hee he Henry's ass and lock in the two seed. But that confidence faded in a hurry as Lamar Jackson has a very early exit after scoring only 1.4 points. Throwing a goose egg from Austin, who the hell is this guy, Walter? And the confidence was completely dashed. Najee Harris hits Paydrick twice and goes for 25. Quinn gets the W, 109-90, to and left Mouth Daddy nervously waiting to see if he lost the bye week. One team's misfortune is another team's opportunity, and sinners like me was looking to seize it. Standing in the way was a big creamy bowl of Mac and TDs. Much like Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, and UFOs, a good game from Rashad Penny was said to be a myth. But seeing is believing, and Penny hits pater twice. Scoring 27 points. Sinners like me had some firepower of their own, getting 34 points from Herbert and 21 from the rook, Javante Williams, adding goose eggs from McLaurin and the vid for Higby, and Dan slid through the competition like a spoon through, well, McEntees. However, the shitty day from James Robinson, but the two seeds slip away. Sinners like me wins 131-95. to Win and get in. Lose, take a deep look at the other team's Hershey hole, and go home. That is the predicament Jerry's kids and show me where you shit from were in. Both teams came to play as the ageless wonder TB12 throws up 38. And Chad had to be emotionally conflicted watching the Dallas D put up 25. Jerry's kid had some D of his own, getting 21 points from the Titans. Andrews played well despite no Jackson and scores 29. And Justin Fields ran all over the field on Sunday night. To secure the win and the playoff spot for Jerry's kids, as Jake gets his ticket punch to the loser's bracket and a front row seat to Chad's chocolate faucet, 144 to 136. This opened the door for the Tomcats to have their own win in your in scenario, but the dirty van super punters wasn't giving out any free rides. Josh Allen went for a nuclear 42 points, Hunter, the little engine that could, Renfro went for 29, and the Chiefs' D scored 26. The Tomcats' huge 34-point day from George of the Jungle Kittle and 27 points from Lockett kept things in firing distance. Knowing the importance of the situation, Tommy B. bought some tickets to watch his Rogers and Adams stack live and walked into Lambeau wearing his cheese head. With their owner in attendance, the stack balled out, connecting for two tutties with Rogers scoring 41 and Adams 34. James Conner finished it off with a Monday night victory and the Tomcats win a shootout 201-179. to 179 punching their ticket to the PHFL Promise Land. Let's bury that with Smegnog. Ah, Yeah, there you go. That doesn't bring in the holly, jolly holiday spirit deep into the tummy. I don't know what does. But I tell you what, although growing on me, certainly is not the most refreshing beverage in the more. God, I did to grab a little, little bottle of water here to properly replenish. Ah, there we go. That's good. That is good. Let's go. We, we highlighted it a little bit there in the rewind. Let's go ahead. Take a look at the playoff bracket. Who are the six that are in the money? Who are the six going for a championship for the trophy for $250 for the bragging rights to have their name attached to the defending champ of the PHFFL all season next season and who are the ones that are out there trying to win the one seed? Let's pull up this playoff bracket and break it all down for the folks at home. Let's see here. Bear with me as I try to find this thing. We'll go to league under schedule. That's how we get to the playoff bracket. Opening up here. There we go. Got it in front of me. Let's just start from the top down through the bottom and bring it all for you. Right now, we have, or I guess I shouldn't say right now, the way we ended up, the way things squared up, the number one seed, your defending champions, the boys of fall, lock in the number one seed. They get a bye, kicking their feet up, resting easy this week. It feels nice. Joining me and sitting there, just resting it up in the two seed is Mount Daddy's Jameis Winston Revenge Tour. Both those teams are on a buy. bye both those teams are already in the semifinals going down to the third seed. Close, close, close. I mean, I think at the end of the day, we look back. Let me open up the standings here. I want to say it's something like five or four points ended up making the difference in terms of who our three seed was and who our two seed was. Yeah, four points ended up making the difference there. Called four and a half points ended up making the difference there. So like you think of how minute and small that is. Those points could have been made up last week. Those points could have been made up anywhere across the week. Wild, wild, wild to think about. Um, Really crazy. Just comes down to just nuts, hairs, and that is a nuts, hairs close. Two to three seed. Nonetheless, Mount Daddy up in number two. Dan, centers like me, sitting there at the three seed. And Dan's team, one of the hottest teams in the league, coming in on a five-game win streak. Pretty wild to think. Five weeks ago on the show, and I think he had told me when we were up there, you know, how all season long ESPN they're adjusting those playoff percent chances, what the what chances are that you're going to make the playoffs. I don't remember what he was down. It was something low, 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 but you think about that. At one point in time, he was four and five. He has just ran the table down the stretch to be at nine and five. Talk about a hot, hot team. There's your three seed, the four seed, no stranger to the PHFFL playoffs. Ben Nielsen's the OBJYN coming in at nine and five lesser points. That's why they're sitting there in the four seed. So they will be playing and are playing the number five seed Chadlack CT. Jerry's kids getting in there at the five seed. New name, fresh new name this season into the playoffs. You got to love to see it. And then our sixth seed here, we talk about hot teams. So we talk about Dan's team and centers like me being hot. There ain't much teams hotter right now than the number six the Tomcats, who squeezed their way in there at seven and seven. But at seven and seven, if I sort the standings here by points four, you're talking about the team with the second highest points four on the season. Pretty wild when you look at it that way. 1,925. I mean, hell, he's been nuclear as of late. Let's just look at the Tomcats here real quick. How do I get there? Schedule, team schedule, the Tomcats. Let's see what he's been throwing up. Week 14, we just covered it. You all know 200 points. The week before that, 172. And even the losses, the L's, he took back to back L's in kind of unfortunate ways. Throwing up 129 points, taking an L, then throwing up 154 points and taking an L. That's pretty tough. But there he is, nonetheless. Things work their way out and he gets himself into the playoffs as a hot, hot team. So that that's the dynamic. That is the six teams that are up in the playoffs. Let's work our way down into the loser's bracket and who is going after, who is trying to fight and compete for that number one seed and the right at whoever they want in the upcoming rookie draft. At number seven, we have Jakob Myers show me where you shit from sitting there at number seven at seven and seven. Then at number eight, Quinn Pels is hungry, horny, and he, he, Henry, sitting there at 7-7. and Those two teams, more or less, will get a bye week one. All they have to do is win the next two following weeks to lock up that number one seed. Teams are going to be fighting to go up against that. We have a drop-off here from 500 teams. All of a sudden, we're down to teams that are... Four games under 500, so pretty stark difference here. Pretty quickly, we have the number nine seed Nick Lauderbaugh's dirty Van super punners. Number ten Nate the Great, Berkser. I barely know her. Number eleven Mac and TD's, also five and nine. Alex Vitzums, Mac and TD's. and then number twelve there we got Harves. At the very least, he locked himself in the number two draft pick could potentially get as high as the number one draft pick if you were to win this loser's bracket. But at least, at the very least, you have the number two pick coming up in the rookie draft harv. Somebody called the dactor. If I have anything to say about it, that rookie draft isn't going to take place anyways, and we will be having a redraft. So there you go. That's what you need to know. I'm only going to break down four of these games, and this is a little different. I mean, obviously, we I've brought plenty of Race of Three podcasts to you before, Wow, Thursday night football was underway. This one, Thursday night football, is completely finished. So this one's gonna be a little different. We have a decent amount of landscape here, especially based on the two teams that we're playing. So we had the Chargers versus the Kansas City Chiefs that were playing in LA. And that game, it was one of those games, even when you looked at projections of all these teams, I gotta imagine everyone that had a Chief or a Charger going. Up until about, what, 6.28 left in the fourth quarter. Was probably a little disappointed with the output and the performance that they got. And then it's like someone just lit a fire underneath that game's ass, underneath these players' asses, and everything just went off. <laughs> Points were scored a plenty. Let's start it out here with, let's go the four and five seed is what we will look at here. The OBJYN and Jerry's kids. Right now, the OBJYN, thankfully, or thanks for him, saying thankfully, because of the way that game finished, one of the benefactors of it, one of the benefactors of overtime was Patrick Mahomes, who ended up putting 40 points up. I might be exaggerating, but I want to say, I would say easily 20 of those points, like I said, came after sub the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter. So that lit up in a hurry. I'd make Ben happy. Keenan Allen had himself a nice outing too, 198 Chad Lack, CT, he didn't have anyone else going. So he was sitting there just trying to watch through one eye, probably cringing a little bit with what happened. End of the day, looking at this, we have a 59 and a half point lead right now for the OBJYN. The projected total is 144 to 120. So thanks to that big night from Patrick Mahomes. Also, the OBJYN has distanced himself here a little bit. Um, we'll go through here. I'll just maybe give a little spark notes of what everybody has going on. If there's any huge key matchups or things, I think that need to happen. Obviously, Harv and not Harv, excuse me, Ben already spotting himself with a 60 point lead. That's got to feel pretty good going into Sunday and Monday. When one thing I have not even talked about, I guess at the top of the show that I more or less glazed over is that COVID has unfortunately reared its ugly head yet again, and is impacting now the NFL, and is impacting the PHFFL. One of those things is just kind of a pain in the ass deal. Because of that, we've had games. We are supposed to have two Saturday games today. The Browns are supposed to be playing, or we're supposed to be playing Las Vegas, probably starting here either right now or very, very soon. They would have been kicking off. That game has actually now been moved to Monday, so we'll have a Monday night doubleheader. And then there's been a few other games that have been in. Impacted and affected by this that have moved to Tuesday. Much like last year, we're just going to follow whatever ESPN does standardly here. Let's say we get to Tuesday night and that game gets completely pushed and scratched. Um, yeah, it would be shitty. It would suck. That's just part of the risk. We got to roll the dice. COVID, unfortunately, looks like it's going to impact. It could be some star fantasy players at all of sudden are just unexpectedly out. It will be unfortunate, but it will be interesting to see how this plays out. So just another wrinkle for all of us managers to try to sift through going through here. With that all said, the OBJYN, what do I think they need? I think, you know, really if just that halfback duo there, if Saquon Barkley and Aaron Jones can can show up and give close to their projected outings, both projected to be around 14 points, they can come out. Really, if this team can come out and they can just go average from here, now they've been spotted at 60 points, they should be in a, very good situation on the flip side of that. Now, knowing that you're down 60 points, Chadillac CT, we're going to need some firepower come from somewhere. We're going to need someone to blow up and match that 40 points. Perhaps potentially you can get that from your boy, Zeke Elliott going up against the giants. I like that matchup. there. are projecting 14 and a half. I can see him going North of that. You need Mark Andrews to have another repeat of what he did last week and blow up, blow up. And then Justin Fields, if he can get going on Monday Night Football, he got the legs going. I think he was north 70 yards rushing last week. If you can get that going and add to that passing game work, maybe get you a 30-point outing or a high 20-point outing, that is how you can get here and fight, fight, fight. Awesome matchup, exciting matchup, the 9-5 OBJYN going up against the eight 8-6 Jerry's Kids, loser, they'll drop down, winner, they'll be going on for the semifinals. This is what it is all about. Good luck to both you boys. In our other matchup, already highlighted how hot these two teams are, but we have the number three seed here, Sinners Like Me, Dan Loftus, Sinners Like Me at 9-5, and five, going up against probably the hottest and scariest six seed I think we've ever seen in the PHFFL in the Tom Gats. So I don't think anyone wants to play him right now. But I tell you what, Sinners Like Me, Thursday night, Justin Herbert, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek was probably the one player out of everybody that was going Thursday that if that game would have just finished like it was trending how it was going through up until the middle of that fourth quarter, Tyreek Hill still would have been sitting pretty. Instead, he gets out there, even gets more points, goes north of 34 for 32.8. He had hurt himself at one point, looked like he was out of the game, was on the sidelines. Came back in an overtime, got another couple critical catches, get 32.8 points, had to make it happy. Justin Herbert, he had himself a solid day, just south of 30 points at 29.4. Going through here, your roster, you can continue to get a good Javante Williams. And then let's say if James Robinson with Urban Meyer now gone, I know um, – Got the offense coordinator's name, Bevel that stepped in at head coach. He's already came out and said, hey, James Robinson, he's our starting halfback. And I'm going to treat him accordingly. And he's going to be our starting halfback. i going to use him as a starting halfback. If he can get that going against a nice, nice matchup against the Houston Texans, that would be good. Uh, God, I forgot who texted me, it, but someone sent me – a screenshot or like a little post I want to put out there that the line had moved from the Jaguars being like a three and a half point favorite to after urban Meyer being fired, they moved to a five and a half point favorite. If that's not damning of your head coaching abilities, I don't know what is, but I say all that that likely and potentially puts James Robinson, Jacksonville and Jaguars in a good game script for him to be valuable and produce. And then I'm also liking Debo Samuel sitting there at the Atlanta Falcons projected at 19.7. Tommy, on the flip side for you, unfortunately, I believe Elijah Mitchell, who you have in your flex here, has been ruled out for this Sunday. Yeah, he's been ruled out concussion and knee for this Sunday. So that's going to leave you scrambling a little bit in terms of what do you want to do on with your flex. I see you have Tyler Lockett down here, too. He also is projected to a zero, an illness. I mean, that is tough, tough, tough. He has an illness. Um Seahawks are supposed to play on Tuesday. He's already, I guess, been ruled out for this. Um, yeah, that, that, I mean that is a bummer. So Tyler Lockett is out there. So you hate to see it. Teams hot, hot hot. So you're gonna have to really just figure out what am I gonna do here. Your options come down to the good thing is is you got options. You got Chew Hubbard, you could still put in there. Michael Pittman Jr., you could still roll out there, has still been good. Those are probably the two places you could go. You could think, you could consider going with A.J. Dillon and trying to stack that in there. Aaron Jones back running healthy, um, I guess at least last week against the Bears. He's still at 15 carries for 71 yards, 4.7. So, yeah, you probably have three viable options there. He just didn't really have any passing game work. or didn't get hit pay dirt, so that's why you only get 7.1 points there. But, yeah, viable options really for you, George Kittle against the Falcons. If he can keep that thing going like he's been doing the last couple weeks, he can definitely be in this thing fighting C.D. Lamb against the Giants. I like that as a matchup. Then, honestly, your stack there of Rodgers, Adams, I mean, that's a fearful stack. Dan's got to hope that he had to sit there painfully, watch that stuff go up against his Bears. He's got to hope they come down to Earth a little bit. Unfortunately for them, they're not too far off planet Earth when they have performances like they did last Sunday night. And then, really, James Conner for you. He got banged up. He has been a baller the last few weeks. Going against Detroit, good, good game script. I believe that Kenyon Drake is also back, and there's been some talks from Cliff Kingsbury that, hey, I've probably been overutilizing Conner. I want to try to get more of a split. Um, and, excuse me, not, not Kenyon Drake, but Chase Edmonds is who I'm thinking of. Chase Edmonds is back, trying to get Debbie out to work there a little bit more. Hopefully he doesn't over-index on that, and hopefully you still get a lot of work down. James Conner right now thinks that huge 62-point lead that Dan, the man, has. He's projected to win this thing 158 to 121. Big, big stuff right here. Same scenario as the other one. Win, you're moving on to the semis. Lose, you go home. Well, you're playing for fifth and sixth. You're playing for 10 bucks at that point in time. Not what anyone wants to play for. Good luck to both of you guys as well. I'm sure the shit-talking is flying amongst all those teams with everything that's on the line. Again, the culmination of all the hard work through this season, through the offseason, through the years, this is what it's all about. Put up or shut up time in the PHFL playoffs, the toughest, the most dramatic fantasy football playoffs that are out there. Boy, that is exciting. That gets you going. So there you go, that covers that. Again, boys of fall, James Winston Revenge Tour, on by, sitting there patiently waiting to see who they get to play going next week. Let's drop down into the loser's bracket. Not going to waste any time with that first matchup, because again, show me where you ship from. Hungry, horny, he he Henry. Although playing, although one will lose and move down the ladder, pretty much you're both in the same scenario, whether you win this week, whether you lose this week. You still have to go two and zero to secure that first overall pick. Every team, that's essentially your guys' scenario where you're sitting at. So let's go ahead and just get in that nine and ten spot where we have the Dirty Van Super Punter's going up against Firkser. I barely know her. Open this up here. Take a look at where we're standing right now. Um, there was some action going in this game as well. Unfortunately. On Thursday night, unfortunately, this action wasn't quite as hot as Dirty Van Super Punters had. Clyde the Glide, Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, CEH going, only put up nine points. Pat Mahomes, for whatever reason, when he's throwing to him, just couldn't quite seem to get him the ball connect. That'd be frustrating. So we're sitting here with a pretty tight projection here of 125 to Dirty Van Super Punters to 120 of Firkser. I barely know we going through here. Josh Allen, red hot, it seems like, the last few weeks. Needs to keep that going for you, going up against the Carolina Panthers. Um, I guess I shouldn't say red hot last few weeks, but two out of three weeks. 42 points last week against my Bucks. Man, they had to come back there. Man, they gave me a scare. Good overtime game. 37 points against New Orleans. But then we kind of had that week 13 stinker there, 15 points. Obviously, we had Gale Force wins going that the whole time. Give a guy a pass on that. Um, keep going here. Justin Jefferson, keep riding that hand, And then really, the little engine that could, Hunter Renfro, keeping him in your flex and hope to get big, big things, continue the target monster out of him. That is what you're going to need. Nate Daddy on the other side, at looking squad. Nick Chubb, you need Nick Chubb to step up and be the Nick Chubb, that he can be position ranked 19 on the year, has been dealing with some injuries, has banged up, has missed three games, not a great week last week south not a great week last two weeks um that he's been playing has been south of 10 points you need him against the raiders to get that going right in a big big way maybe he hits pay dirt for you a couple times and get you north of 20 points cooks against jacksonville jaguars that's a solid matchup and then again we've already highlighted when we we're talking about james connor but chase edmonds there against detroit lions he might get a little bit more action just to try to keep that work off James Conner. So hopefully that can pay dividends. And what I think is a good matchup there. Probably everyone thinks is a good matchup there against Detroit lions. And then I hate to talk about him. I hate him, but the Buccaneers are playing them on Sunday night. Taysom Hill, you know, with that finger, I just hope the Buccaneers just absolutely throttle and destroy him. But two weeks, 27 points week, first week starting 28 points, second week starting the guy just gets it done on the ground last week, two rushing touchdowns. I hope Devin White, Vita Vey, and the crew introduce themselves and put some Buccaneer tattoos on him on Sunday night. Interested to see how that goes. Quinners, I'm hoping we just beat Houdat Nation and spank their asses. Uh, Let's get down here into the stinkers, into the paper bag award territory category where we have somebody called Adapter versus Mac and TDs. So we have the 5-9 Mac and TDs projected at 107 points to the stinky, stinky project- projection of currently 7-4 points for somebody called the Dactor. He has a halfback spot to fill. The sad part is I guess we have Miles Gaskin there, so that's good. So we'll throw a 14 in there for you. So ultimately you'll be at a whopping 87-point projection there. I know you're rebuilding Harvard. I'm sorry. I, I just It's just... Easy, easy, easy content, easy target to go after there with projections like that. Rebuilding squad, you've got the number two pick. Got to feel good about that. Um, really, I'm not going to try to put too much lipstick on this pig. Uh, Alex, you just need your wide receivers to do what your wide receivers are capable of. And then Harv, I mean, you just kind of need to send up a prayer and hope something happens. Maybe your two Cardinals against the Detroit Lions, the passing game. DeAndre Hopkins is out. So maybe they just both go crazy and Dak goes crazy and you just get yourself a hell of a victory. Hope for your Casey you and you can just keep knocking up that ladder and have a chance to get the first overall pick, which would do your team some good with that. There you go. Let's look. That's the action. That's what we have in wild card weekend in the PHFFL. You gotta love it. And yeah. I tell you what, so this is why I'll break down for the folks at home again, kind of, um unorthodox because we're coming here on a Saturday. There is Saturday night football I could cover the Colts versus Patriots, but I'm a Buccaneers fan. The Bucks are playing the hated Houdat Nation Saints. So let's go ahead and let's look at that. So let's look at um uh Jark and bring to the folks my pick for that. Lock them in. You know the only problem with this is I will be betting hard with the heart here. The sad fact, the sad reality of as much as I hate to say it, the Saints in the regular season, not so much in the playoffs, but in the regular season have had our numbers. Tom Brady has looked mortal against the Saints. Um PS Tom Brady seems to throw one passing touchdown to go over his 36 and a half over under on touchdowns on the season. Like I said early in the year, that was like printing free money. I hope you guys all punched your tickets and printed some free money. It's gonna happen. Saints vs. Buccaneers, Sunday Night Football. I love Sunday Night Football. My favorite production. I was super excited and amped to be at it live last week at a marquee rival matchup. That was a great time. We have the Buccaneers here now with Sean Payton out with a vid I saw. Um, I did see something pop up on the bottom of this UAB-BYU game. St. Brashard Perriman has also been added to the COVID list. That better not spread through the team. That will piss me off. Would not like that. But this is where we're sitting. We're sitting 11 and a half points. Buccaneers for the Saints. Then over, under, a 45 and a half. Um, 54% of the public is going and riding with the 11 and a half points. Buccaneers, oh, and 77% is going with the over. Buccaneers are definitely a different animal, definitely a different team when they are. At home versus on the road, and this isn't Raymond James, but 11 and a half points with our track record against the Saints with or without Sean Payton. Uh, you know, the game script's already put in play, he's got that. God, but you can't, you can't, you can't probably stress enough that they don't have him there. Um, they'll hang around, we'll win by 10. Saints will cover that 11 and a half points as much as it kills me to so say. I could see this just being. The like the bucks just blowing the doors off them too over the 45 and a half bucks are going to go over 30 by themselves so go ahead and give me the over the 45 and a half on that 77 percent of the money in the people's bets are going on that over 45 and a half so that's what we go we'll fade the public there we'll take the saints and we'll ride with the public on the over there 45 and a half i tell you what folks that is all i have for you this week um next week I'm aiming to have a guest on with me. It's been a while, I know, since you guys have had to sit here and listen to me just ramble solo. We will try to have a guest, land a guest on here. Maybe we'll try to have a preview of all the semi-final matchups that are going on so the owners can break down the action for you and get some shit talk flying. That would be good. That would be spicy. Everyone would like to hear that. Um, With that said, everyone... Good luck in your preparations for the holidays. Good luck in wildcard weekend, whether you're in the championship round or, excuse me, whether you're in the winner's bracket or whether you're in the loser's bracket. Good luck to you all with that. Maybe go get yourself some A&E. Nog, grab a bottle of bourbon, make sure you get that nutmeg, and get your guys self a little bourbon nutmeg cocktail with that. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the league. Today is mine I'm drunk on Tuesdays I'm drunk on Wednesday too Oh, I'm drunk on Tuesdays I'll drink it all red, black and blue And one day I'll be strong But until a day comes do come to